genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books that came out recently. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here as I'm always here with Sean Matisse. Yo! Casey Crawford. Hello! And RJ Vite. Heyo! As a reminder, uh, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin those for you. I will give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Our top story this week is Reckless... The Ghost in You by Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, and Jacob Phillips. The Ghost in Me? The Ghost in, in the ghost You in, in you? particular, RJ. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> I'm glad you. someone finally wrote a book about them. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ghosts feel so seen now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry last week's episode came out late, you guys. Um, I a few hours. F- forgot what day it was. <laughs> yeah. I do that. All the time. I realized as I was going to bed, like I was, I l- was laying down in bed and, and about to fall asleep. And I went, I didn't edit or post the episode. <laughs> Oopsie. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Hmm, why could I be forgetting? <laughs> my eyeballs like you f- popped open. Like you could probably hear my eyes open. It'd have been hilarious if you popped on, like woke up in the morning. And was like, oh, why isn't the episode in the feed? And then you, and then it clicks. It's like. God oh, damn it. I, that's me. I do that. <laughs> I, I, oops. Yeah, that's it. Oh, right. I'm driving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you sure Wednesday comes after Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I had I had to wake up two hours early. Oh god. So I could I could edit the episode before work. Brutal. And I was grumpy all day. Well, yeah, this so. is this is the opportunity that we take to uh, thank Adam for all the extra work that he does putting the show together. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, round of applause real. for Adam, everybody. You would help. Yeah, I slapped this thing together. Thunderous applause. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, well, you, you, you fucking you work your ass off for this, so you know the unsung hero of the show. Yeah. Reading the messages when I woke up was great because like. They were really late and then really early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I go to bed late. Yeah, so too, I, I so saw the whole like... saga while I was asleep. <laughs> I just was able to read the whole thing. I was, it was pretty funny. It was funny because I like I was running late and like didn't have time to re- reply. So hours later, I just get like an at me like. Sorry if this fucked up your morning because I always do the social media. And it's like, oh no, no, it's just Wednesday morning. Everything is exploding yeah. because it's Wednesday. You know, that's that's yeah. the busiest day for comics. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the story of last week. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here now and maybe we'll be on time. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who we'll knows out. what the future has in store? Set up a reminder and at for Adam. Well, usually Rachel reminds me, which is hilarious. Yeah, (laughs) don't you have something to do? She'll be like, she'll be like, you have to go do your homework. I'm like, I don't want to. Mm. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Like, but I there there are some days where I just don't want to. It's like that. Those are the days where I get started at like 11:30, and then I message Sean that I don't have his audio, Mm, which is dangerous because like I'm yeah, Yeah. my my phone's on silent. So if you miss, like I'm done, like I'm in bed. (laughs) But there, there's a piece of my brain that hopes that you're already asleep. Oh, because that means I, that means I can't do it, and it's it's not totally my fault. Procrastinating the group project and and (laughs) blaming it on all the other people in the the group. (laughs) That's a window. Like that's a solid sixty forty chance I'm already asleep, if not more. Yeah. So. 
Well, that you was, know. yeah, Sean texted me last week and was like, are you at, at the bar that I that I go to in South Philly? And, and like, I replied in the morning and been like, no, were you? What? <laughs> text, are you following me? me? Dude, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. still there. We were up so late. It's fucked yeah, up my it was whole like weekend. Midnight, and I had already passed out thirty minutes ago on the couch. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, we were in the city for an event. We we did an event. We went to. Ooh. We did an activity. Oh, we what ex- to, what activity did you do? Uh, a friend of ours had for her birthday wanted to do. Uh, we went and axe did axe throwing. I think oh it was man! In, in Fishtown, I believe. What, what what basic white people bullshit? I love it. Did anyone yeah, die? Christina won. No, oh, it's cool. fine. Right. Do you know what the Did best part about you guys go to that? an escape room afterwards? No, you know what the best part about axe throwing is they. I feel like they almost encourage drinking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's well, awesome. I always think about that. There's that viral video of that woman throwing the axe, and then it bounces back, and yeah. she barely misses it and ducks. Like, like yeah. she almost died. That was almost a snuff film, and that's all I can ever think about. So, if anyone yeah. ever invites me to go do axe throwing, which they haven't yet, yeah. uh, I the answer is no. You're not on my guest list to begin with, Casey. No, I just, should not be. Nothing handed against an axe. you. I just don't. Yeah, everything I don't want to be in a room me. with no you. No one should ever hand me an axe and a beer. Just that's a bad. Don't be terrible at it, and you'll be fine. Adam, <laughs> Adam is right, though. The best is when um, there's axe throwing and in escape rooms, and then you know the drinks start blurring the lines between the two, and then you're in the escape room. <laughs> you're like, wow, it's really interactive. Like an axe. Wish I like, still. <laughs> wish I still had that axe. I get out of here real quick. <laughs> an axe just passed me. Fun. And then it becomes one of those rooms where you like take out your rage like a, like a breaking room. So oh, then you just fun. then you take the yeah. axe and 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 break down the door and like I escaped, I won. <laughs> and then you're not invited back to either of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I have an escape room thing I've been wanting to try where I fake an emergency, <laughs> so they have to come in and let me out. And then Good when they Lord. let me out, I go, I win, I won. <laughs> you're. I got out faster than anybody, any of you folks. You just immediately have a heart. You take one step, they lock the door, and you immediately have a heart attack. You get you, you get stuck with an ambulance bill real quick. Yeah, the funny so part, great. does anyone else feel dizzy? I feel dizzy. I need help. The funny part is that immediately, like the next person to have a real medical emergency after you, they're like, "Nice try. Oh. Someone already tried that." Someone and then did that last dies. week. You fucking oh, idiot! No, that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> I'm sure of it. To Adam specifically, that's how yes. I ruined uh, escape rooms for everyone. Yeah, that's everywhere. how escape rooms go away forever. Right there. Oh my god, we're terrible. Yeah, but it was nice. It was nice actually going out doing things. Uh, we went to a bar briefly afterwards, and then it was like it's around midnight. Christina's like, "Yo, I am fucking hungry." <laughs> so we were just like, "All right, no anything." The only thing that's fucking open around it, we just kind of. Found a spot around on South Street, and that's what I texted you. I was like, "Yo, you at the yeah. bar?" Because we were just gonna pop in and say hi, but you weren't, so no. we didn't. I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, but it was nice. It was a nice little uh, excursion we had. You now we're gonna go out to a show this Friday. It's uh, it's crazy times. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy things. We're doing multiple things in a row. Multiple things. So I'm just still doing time. movies, and it's it's a great time to be alive with movies. So I've just yeah. Just, Hey, I just really hope this new, uh, you know, because it seems like numbers are going up again for COVID cases, and if yeah. if any of the movies get like delayed again, I I am going to set the building on fire. That's all I'm saying. I, I have I, one I've, gripe about movies this weekend. Uh, once again, nothing we say on this show should ever be considered <laughs> an immediate threat to anyone's yeah. safety. You're, you're so you're so exhausted by having to keep me out of jail. It's <laughs> I have to I have to I have a gripe about 
a movie uh, since the Batman is coming. It, oh, it's on streaming now. Oh, yeah. it is. No, well, it will be when people are listening to this. We're not paid by HBO Max. Oh, okay. No, but I was like, yo, that shit comes out this weekend. I'm gonna watch that shit. I'm gonna talk to talk to the people about it when we podcast. That shit comes out on a Monday. Like, go fuck yourself. Who puts a movie out on a Monday? (laughs) It comes out like Sunday at midnight. Movies come out on Tuesdays. You know. Yeah, like. (laughs) <laughs> Why are you putting that shit on HBO? It's not on DVD don't t- on Tuesday. Like, put that shit uh, on a fucking well, Friday so people can watch it over the weekend. Pieces of shit. I'm so excited. <laughs> really wanted to watch that. <laughs> not gonna wait a whole week. Well, the funny part <laughs> is that my friend texted me and was like, hey, will you go see Batman with me? I don't have any cool friends. And I was actually, he listens to the show. Shout out to Jay. Um, <laughs> but, um, and then uh, I was like, you know that it comes on to HBO Max like the day after, right? And he's like, oh shit, we should probably not spend $20 for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting for it. And I was like, all right, Saturday night, going to watch it. It's going to be great. That, nope. Those plans Fuck got you poo-pooed so quickly. So mad. <laughs> Because I would that, that happened to me with Spider Man. I thought Spider Man came out a month earlier. Like I had a date written on my calendar of like Spider Man, and I was like a whole month off, and I was I was mad for a whole month. I still need to see <laughs> just like that. Still haven't watched every that. day. Just waking up, not having Spider Man, being furious. Can I stream yeah. that for free somewhere yet? Because if not, I'm not interested. <laughs> it's on. It's on. Uh, I think it's on the Disney. No, no Disney, I don't know if obviously. it's. I don't know if it's up for free yet or not. I had to buy it. No, I don't know. Because I couldn't wait any longer. Well, then, uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of comic Arge, books, done with this guess. shit. Let's do this. I'm. Yeah, we're talking about comic book movies. Of course, I'm done. Pull the ripcord. <laughs> oh, good point. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Get us out of here, Chewy. Arge's All right. Favorite uh, thing. So for this week, my pick is X Men '92. Um, number Say one. It. Say it. Say the whole thing. What? House of X. C two, the number. Is House of Charlie it's, it's the Roman. It's the Roman numeral for, for ninety two. Yeah, yeah. Get it though, because it's House of X, but it's House of X C I I. I do get it. House of ninety two. Yeah, it's House of Charlie X E X. Okay, is it just is that House of ninety two? Isn't just House Party? Anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, this book is by C Fox, Salva, Espin, and Israel Silva. Um, so this book is like the old X-Men cartoon, but for House of X, and it's great. It it's so much fun. Oh man. Uh I this is just like a side, like a small, you know, six issue mini kind of separated from all the current stuff that X-Men is doing, but it's taking the like new Krakoan era and filtering it through the old X-Men X-Men. Cartoon. <laughs> filtering it through the nineties. Yep. It, it it feels it feels like 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 a gluten free version of Hawkspox because it's like it, it does it's it's condensed but it's also like way lighter in a, in a, in a great way yeah uh, my favorite little like detail is there's resurrection protocols but they get resurrected with their clothes on and they just yes, like nice. they just like pop out of the eggs. Yeah, I also, uh, I love the mother mold, like, fully sitting on the, like, satellite. Like, there's, like, little details yes. like that. It's like, yeah, that's how they would draw it for the cartoon. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and I like how they, they keep the team dynamic where, like, everything that happens, every team character has a line of dialogue around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So and they- there, was one, uh, there was one line of dialogue with Beast. 
Oh, what was it? Is it the Hemingway quote? Because the Hemingway. Yes. Yeah, the Hemingway quote is great. Because like Beast used to always have like these these scholarly quotes just handy. Yeah. And the one from this one is uh, in line of a lot of things we've been saying about Beast. He says, "Though as Hemingway said, never think that war, no matter how necessary nor justified, is not a crime." Mm. <laughs> well, it's like Beast, you should listen to yourself. Right? Yeah, man. Do you do you hear yeah. you right now? Beast, I got a, Beast, I got something to watch. You, Actual six one six Beast needs to yeah. take some notes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, th- this issue is just uh, you know, them fighting Mother Mold and uh the Trasks as they're trying to get Kokoa established, and um, so definitely you know riffing off of uh, House of X, and then. The I know the writer he said that um he's gonna start incorporating like other things and not just House of X into the series. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I also love that like ex- like Xavier has the cerebro helmet but is still in the, <laughs> the floaty wheelchair. Yes. Yep. That's <laughs> uh, great. Yeah, I love the designs because it's like a mash of everything. And uh and and Jubilee is their Moira. Yes. Oh, yeah, no it's shit. <laughs> they they thought that Jubilee was dead, and Wolverine the whole time is like really angry and like trying to get revenge for Jubilee, and you d- you don't know what happened, and then at the end they reveal that she's like under Krakoa, and it's like what? All right, well I I don't know what's happening, but it's great. I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> playing her convoy. Yep. Yeah, the, you gotta great. have the off-brand video game system. Yep. Great. <laughs> yeah, th- this issue was a lot. I, w- I want trading cards from this series, please. It's great. If yeah. anyone at Fleer Ultra is listening, and the the art is super <laughs> like you know reminiscent of the cartoon and captures the style really well. Um, the um the data like the pages look the like end. they're straight out of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> data zine at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I texted the the group chat. I was like, now these were data pages I would have read. I, I like can if there was hear. just a seek and find in in Hickman's uh, data pages. I I can hear this data page. Like it's yeah. like it's it's got <laughs> and like, it's loud. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's got the it's same got by like the bell bad theme synth song. music over top of it. Mm-hmm. It's got those like uh, solo cup scribbles all mm-hmm. over it. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So this is super super good. Just you know, if you want something X many that it. You know, you don't have to put uh, uh, deal with like all the current continuity of what's going on. <laughs> it's digestible. Yes, it is. But still yeah. have a fun X Men comic. Oh, it's always good. Digestible X Men. That's hard to come by these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I've got a comic that's nothing like that at all. Uh, this is Nightmare no. Country. <laughs> Nightmare Country number one by James Tynan the fourth. Lisandro Esterin and Yannick Paquette, uh, Patricio uh, Del Pesh, and Nathan Fairbairn. Ooh, I fucked all of those up. I am so sorry to everyone involved. Um, it's a big but, list of names. Yeah. Um, yeah a lot of people so, on this so, book. So basically, this book uh, is centered around the Corinthian, everyone's favorite nightmare from the Sandman universe. Um, mouth eyes. Mouth eyes. Uh, and mouth so. mouth. God. Why does it have why does it have a eye mouth, but it's got mouth eyes? Like, come on. Do they all have go you, to the same stomach? 
Mm, good question. Do they I share think. vocal cords? I have so many questions. <laughs> he doesn't have multiple throats. He has multiple teeth sets. Yeah, but there's like tongues too, right? Yeah, shit's fucking creepy. Yeah. I don't um, know. So gross and creepy. I don't want to get hung up on the yeah, physiology of it all. We should move on. So, anyway, uh, the book opens up at like an art show, and there's this like art artist who's um, displaying her work, and she's just kind of talking about like how like shitty it is to be perceived, and, uh, you know, how her paintings are going to, you know, one day be in the fucking Hudson River. Like, it just kind of being like an uh, angsty artist and she looks out over the crowd and sees what i can only describe as a jabba the hut corinthian yep. it's like this big hunking mass of flesh with no teeth that i can see but just like a tongue coming out of the eyeballs um nah, it freaks the fuck out yeah it freaks the fuck out and then like it's gone um but she like takes the dude home with her and while they're sleeping he has a horrible fucking nightmare uh, about like his eyeballs bleeding, wakes up and sees like the Corinthian, and he's just like, "What? What are you doing here?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just ad- admiring the art." Turns out this chick's art is Corinthian esque. It's all teeth eyes. Oh, I thought this teeth. was. I thought this was this dude's dream. Still, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like okay. this, the dream okay. doesn't usually go this way. Yeah, but yeah, he's still exactly. gonna get his eyeball. Yeah, okay, so yeah, it is still, still a dream. Is. Okay, well, yeah, yeah the Corinthian eats eyes in dreams. <laughs> because it's Sandman. Yeah, right, yeah. right. No, I, <laughs> whatever you say, man. I, I <laughs> this book was a lot. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Fun. And then we get the the nightmare sequence, which is just all the Corinthian. Um, you kind of get reintroduced to the character. Yeah, yeah. like like re-explaining who he is. And well, um, we we find out that um, there's lots of people having this kind of like shared dream of him. Yeah, and oh, there's, uh, there's a really. There's a really good one. It's like this guy who like is became like a hermit, became like a Unabomber hermit, and like refuses to have reflective surfaces in his house because yes. when he was four, 14, he had a, a dream of seeing himself in the mirror as the Corinthian, and he wouldn't stop touching it, and it was just eating his own fingers. So like, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, fucked up. There's also these agents that are like Mr. Agony and Mr. Uh, I forget the other one um, um it's a uh, ecstasy yeah ecstasy, uh, but Ag- like, agony and ecstasy they're like in black suits and they're murdering anyone that's having the corinthian dream mm-hmm. and it's uh the one guy his face looks like what jokers did in new 52 where it's got like hooks and it's like kind of like uh put on yeah um yeah but his speech bubbles are like taped together and he's like yeah. really weird and i love these uh, the designs of these guys—they're really interesting. Total, total good nightmare goons. They—they they give off yep. like, like yeah, what we doing creepy. today, boss? Like, like, um, Mister Agony is is very like, just kind of like towing the line to Mister Ecstasy being a fucking sadist. Like, it's yeah, it's fucking cool. I really um, and- some Clive Barker shit right there. Oh yeah, very 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus wept, you know, like good lord. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, uh, it's fucked up and creepy, and I love it. Um, yeah, and like, from what I can tell, the the importance of like the um, the girl with the paintings is that Corinthian is like, oh, I admire her work, so she's gonna clearly be a big part of like whatever this story is yeah. going. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's fucking I, creepy. Fucking shit's rules. creepy. Yeah. I really love that, um, like, because it's in the Sandman universe, so, you know, we talked about the dreaming and, you know, Sandman and stuff, so, like, using dreams as this connective tissue to um, kind of play around in the sandbox and, like, connect it to, like, a bunch, a bunch of different hey. things is really, um, is really cool, and I, I love what he's doing, and the the way that Tynan kind of like talks about dreams and how dreaming is uh in a sense like uh as close to we can get as like the magic and it's like magic and then also uh that and the fiction that we create like the the uh being able to create fiction and dreaming are like two of the same size of the coin and uh, that plays into you know making comic books and like making this story, yeah. and it's it's really interesting to me. That, Absolutely. Uh, so I, I kind of hope he explores that um, more. It definitely taps into the same um, the same energy that that Gaiman was doing, where it's like the the concept of storytelling, the concept of of like Shakespeare and comics and dreaming are all interconnected mm-hmm. in this way that uh, they're all the same thing. Yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's so, and, and I, yeah. I think Tynan gets that with a horror edge. Uh, sp- right, so exactly. It's Nightmare. like having yeah. all of these connective tissues uh, together, but then also, you know, doing different genres with it. Yeah, he's got yeah. that same energy from Department of Truth, but he can now use this established universe and dreams to kind of <laughs> yep. do a similar type of thing. Yep. And uh, I know um, someone mentioned, I think there was an interview with Tynan where, because he, he had stepped away from Batman to um, work on independent stuff, and that uh, the one thing that would really get him to work more with DC again was the Sandman thing. So I think this is something that he's really been chomping at the bit for. Oh, for sure. His, his phone probably rang immediately after saying that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was ringing in the interview, and he's like, "Oh, this yeah. is, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, let cool. Go, let me go take this." <laughs> All right. Well. For something terrible. And by terrible, I mean just a bummer. Uh, Rain number four. by A story by Joe Hill, Art, Zoe Thorogood, and Chris O'Halloran. Uh, so we're part four of our five-part series, I believe. Um, our main character, Honeysuckle, is trying to make the journey to find her girlfriend's father and make sure she's okay after the sky started raining crystals. Uh, she is separated from the guy she ran into that helped helped her out and she sent the uh the kid that she's befriended her neighbor templeton kind of sent him back to make sure they stayed safe while she finishes his last leg of the journey um (laughs) most of this book is a pretty satisfying like come up in (laughs) story so she gets to the house um and it's her her girlfriend's parents house um it's kind of it's got a pride flag out front, but then she runs into the neighbor, and basically the neighbor's just like, um, yeah, this all we happened didn't... because of gay people, and they well, not even that. It's like we didn't like them because they were supportive of you and his daughter and all these other things. Like just, just like sh- you sh- should have known. Like he should know better than to do that around all of us. It's like Jesus, but Christ. but also like this is God punishing us for being so accepting. 
of you people. This was his whole vibe, but like the, like the fire and brimstone, like yeah, it was specific. Yeah, and a lot of it seemed to be really targeted at the family and her specifically, um, because you know she had been in that area before. So she goes into the house, um, and finds finds the dad tied up out back on the fence and left out into the rain in the rain. So like Ugh. someone definitely murdered this dude. Oh, by someone you mean that guy that she was just talking to, obviously. That is correct. <laughs> uh, you 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 would be correct. <laughs> um, so she brings him in just because like you know doesn't want his body to get desecrated anymore. He she reads the letter that he finally that she gave him to open when he was alone once they moved in, and it just said, uh, "Dear honeysuckle, love each other as much as we love both of you. Your do over dad." it's all so sad so sad yeah so she's hanging out in the house and doesn't hear this guy sneak in but starts hearing him walking through and like he attacks this mass on the bed and and it was um it was the dead body and she just fucking wallops him with a fucking frying pan (laughs) (laughs) um and then like the daughter who's like super meek and everything clearly just very abused by this dude. He's like, oh, have you seen my dad? He's like, sure did. He didn't see me, though. Do you know where he is? <laughs> nope. Just keep looking. And he, she left him out back tied to the, in the same exact spot, and there was a storm brewing about to start. Ooh-wee. Fuck yeah. So satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck this dude. <laughs> yeah, you you love to see it when it when the, the karma comes back around that quickly. Yeah, it was just like there's such retribution. She gets to close this loop. Like, uh, it sucks. Obviously, like she lost her family, but the turn at the end of this is she realized that she kind of found a new family with uh, this kid Templeton and this other guy that she's met along the road. So, like, yes, this is horrific things happen, but. You know, there's some people that are in this world that are still good and care for her, but yo, she still got to kill that fucking dick, <laughs> which was awesome. So that was very satisfying. Uh, this, this is one more issue. Obviously, I'm, we're all, um, I think we're all big Joe Hill fans. This was a great little I'm, short story I'm so nervous about the last issue. I hope everyone stays okay. Like, I just, I don't, I, yeah. I can't handle anything else. Yeah, no one <laughs> else can die, please. <laughs> I posted this in this group chat, but I actually bought the, uh, a, like, a really fancy version of the short story from Joe Hill, like, five years ago, and we started talking about a comic adaption of it before it even got to me and it like just arrived last wow. week that's crazy that's small print you know book press for you <laughs> but like yeah it, it's just crazy to me that uh in the in the time it took it was like we're we're talking about an adaption a comic of, of that did, yeah that's really he, cool did he hand write it like what <laughs> no no it's like it's a special a, edition know, print a, type of thing a, yeah i know i it, it was a bad joke sorry <laughs> still cool I like shit like that yeah but yeah it's good you should read it alright well if you just want something fun and exciting uh, I've got Radio Spaceman Mission to Numa 4 number 2 by Mike Mignola Greg Hinkle and Dave Stewart this book is a whole hell of a lot of fun <laughs> so it's uh, Radio Spaceman is this like superhero spaceman kind of guy whose head is a skull in a jar 
cool. And he's <laughs> controlled by radio control by this like old dude in like what looks like some kind of arcade machine and he's got like a whole mission control behind him. It's pretty cool. So it's like dope. Yeah, he's like a radio controlled like space a radio spaceman. Superhero guy. Yeah, he's a radio <laughs> spaceman. You know, oh, weird. As the title suggests. <laughs> you should be able to get all of that from the title alone. <laughs> but yeah, so like there he has to like go and save this this doc this like uh doctor of archaeology from some lunatic who's trying to sacrifice her to some ancient kaiju being so that she can become the kaiju and then like right before he sacrifices her radio spaceman hits him with hits him through the chest with a spear and he dies and then he turns into the monster (laughs) okay yeah rad it's rad like every beat of this book is fun and it's just like non-stop it's just like a fun quick space adventure and i needed something like this yeah something light yeah light and fun and funny like that they established early on that uh they forgot to pack radio spaceman's extra batteries so his laser gun like dies immediately oh no so it's a very it's a very like out of web fluid kind of storytelling where like he has to keep coming up with new ways to fight the monster it's fun i like it hell yeah yeah. All right. Y'all ready for the best thing ever? <laughs> uh, you, your autobiography? Uh, I just really need Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips to stop stealing my dream journal and, yeah, right? and profiting off of it. Or, like, at Dude. least give me a cut, man. Like, um, so we are talking about uh, the new Reckless book, the book in the series called uh, The Ghost in You. Um, so this one. Doesn't revolve around Ethan Reckless, as the rest do. It revolves around his assistant, Anna, um, who, uh, well, yeah, we'll just get into it. So it starts with the cold open, classic noir uh, storytelling, <laughs> and it's her just gut bleeding. She's just bleeding out from a, from a stab wound, some, some kind of wound in her gut. And uh, it, it, she, like, starts thinking about, like, how her uh the time that she was when she was like six she uh got lost in disneyland and couldn't find her mom and then her mom kept trying to cheer her up but she was like kind of kind of drunk and it was just sad and then she's just like oh oh, yeah um i'm dying (laughs) and like (laughs) i guess you're wondering how i got here yeah Yeah. absolutely it literally this this cold open ends with i shouldn't have taken this case which is just like classic um which switches to um, our, our main story. It goes back a couple weeks. Um, or a couple, I don't know. A couple days. I don't know exactly how long. Yeah, but I'm anyway, not sure go- how long this is. The timeline's a little weird. I think yeah. it's like two or three days, honestly. But um, switches back to she's working in the um, El Ricardo, the movie theater that Ethan uh, owns. And she yep. uh, he's out of town. Uh, I think he's searching for like um, people who are missing after an earthquake. Um, you know, classic yeah, the- California. And, uh, um, well, there's that very famous earthquake in 89 in San Francisco. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and the next book is actually about that. Oh, no shit. Oh. Okay. I didn't, I didn't so know they're that. covering cool. that adventure. Yeah. So that, that'll be cool. Yeah. So he's yeah. off doing his own thing. Yeah. But th- case, this, re- this resonated with me because I too used to be a projectionist at a small art house. <laughs> were, were you also friends with Elvira? I was not, unfortunately. Okay. Although I did get to meet um, 
John Waters. I got to meet John oh, Waters. Oh shit! Once. That's, uh, that's cool. even that's way better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to meet John Waters. <laughs> and it well, was it was the day after I did a midnight show of Pink Flamingos. So that that's amazing. Um, well, yeah. So spoiler alert: she gets hired by uh, this woman named Lorna Valentine, who was known uh, as the the B movie scream queen, who became Evelina. Who I would love host- that name. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's such um, a yeah. good name. It's so good. And yeah, she's clearly like a Vampira, Elvira style, um, schlocky b It seems like host. to be like a, just like a, uh, a combo of all of that. Oh, yeah. No, that, absolutely. That aesthetic. Yeah. Yes. It's great, um, though. It's fucking great. So, yeah, she comes also- in and she's like, she's like, hey, are you, uh, are you a PI? Or are you, do you work for a PI? And Anna's like, kind of. How can I help you? We're not really licensed and and uh lorna's like yeah i know that's why i came here uh because uh, <laughs> do you know who i am and she's like fucking boy do i uh, yeah. i got your autograph when i, I was a little love girl you. <laughs> yeah um yeah she like went to some horror con and got her autograph and uh and she's like you were really nice to me and i really appreciated that and i love that lorna's like uh yeah that's i'm glad to hear that because those conventions could be really fucking awful and uh there weren't very many little girls in the line so yeah, because men are pa- yeah they like for picks, a page yeah. or two it's men are fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> like such a sweet moment meeting like a childhood hero and it's like oh right she being a you know in fame like that being evelina being uh, hot a- and having boobies and talking about and horror. it's just like oh my yes. god like oh this was a nightmare <laughs> got it you clearly enjoyed doing it but it was also a nightmare <laughs> yeah yeah um but anyway yeah so she's like why do you need an investigator she's like i need to know if my house is haunted or not and i'm just like god damn it <laughs> oh, and, oh and my dog my is dog missing. Is missing. yeah and my dog is missing <laughs> Well, yeah, they so, seem so, unrelated, but somehow maybe related. Right? Yeah, well, that's the thing is she's she's like I know how it sounds. I'm not really joking. Um, you know, there's there's noises, there's smells, there's lights going out, and my dog disappeared with the doors locked from the inside. So it's like okay, and this is yeah. And does she mention the 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 actual house that she got in the beginning? Well, by the I end believe, of it, she's right? like, yeah, it's the it's the um Lamore Mansion. Have you heard of it? And then Anna's like, are you fucking serious? Holy shit! So. Then we get the backstory of the mansion. Should they go to visit it? And we, we as murder the house. Get, yep. Uh, <laughs> it's a Chris Benoit house. Yeah. Just fucking uh, just like, it's just ticking boxes on, on the, like, oh, you got the punk yeah. chick check. You got the uh, Elvira check. You got a haunted house check. Oh, the house is haunted because of a family annihilator check. Like, yeah. A haunted house in old Hollywood, an uh, old murder yeah. house in old Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a very this is specific. in the same neighborhood as, as the Manson house too. Yeah. Like, this is on Cielo drive. Obviously. I think that, uh, yeah, I think it was like, it's not <laughs> that, but like, yeah, it's like basically that, but not that. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so we get the we the history of the house. Um, it's called the Lamore Mansion. It was built in 1921 by a silent film star named um Laszlo Lamore, uh, which is great, fucking great, Hollywood such name. a great alliteration, that Laszlo Lamore. But um, shortly after he builds the house in 1923, his wife uh Maria dies on Mulholland Drive, another classic Hollywood, and mm-hmm. um. And then six months later, he dies of a quote-unquote broken heart, but they never released the autopsy report, so we, ne- we, we that's all we know. You know, he just, he died, yeah. but probably, like, drug overdose or something. Um, the house stayed vacant for a while, but later, um, in 1936, it's bought by the uh, Koenig family, and uh, they live there from 1936 to 1949. They're like, 
it's a dad, wife, and, and three kids. Uh, normal family for all intents classic and purposes. Hi- classic high society family. Yeah, yeah, they're just yeah. classic high society family. Um, and on Christmas morning in 1949, the dad shot the wife and kids in the basement and then took a shotgun to himself. Uh, so family uh, annihilator. Yes, allegedly. Um, <laughs> well, they make a point to say there was no yeah, suicide it, note. Yeah, there's so, no. Like, note, that's what they think happened, but yeah, uh, there was no explanation, no not. note. I mean, I mean, but also family annihilators happen quite oh, ab- too absolutely. often. That, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> see yeah. also Chris Benoit. Uh, to me, it just see, felt like I, with I all have, the, yeah, I there, so many they're, documentaries. They're building yeah. this weirdness in this house, but also like I've read enough of these particular books. I was like, no, it's probably the worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be way better if it was a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Is the house haunted? Probably not. It's probably some fuck shit, obviously. Um, You'd sleep better at night if it were a ghost. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Not all the Humans are capable of just some of the worst things imaginable. Um, But speaking of humans being capable of the worst things imaginable, the house uh, was left untouched for like a decade, which is really (laughs) fucked up because they left it like like a uh, shrine untouched. to the murders. Like there's yeah. like the the dead Christmas tree and the the unopened Christmas presents under the Christmas yeah, tree. That, that detail Dude, stuck to me in a way I wasn't expecting. It's so fucked yeah. up because they're talking about that a little bit. And my first thought was, why didn't people steal the presents? What what were the presents? Oh, I hope no presents. one got a dog. <laughs> because like they're talking about they would dare the neighborhood kids to break in i'm like wouldn't the first thing be like i'm gonna dare you to break in and take a present like that, that would be me like i'm a hundred percent sure of that that's the goosebumps version of this story yeah, yeah, and yeah then that person is pr- haunted yeah. forever yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah they steal a, it's just their spirits <laughs> it's a skull it's a it's, it's, it's a, a it's a camera mask. that takes pictures that happened in the future yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> It's a haunted mask that uh, melds to your face, obviously. It's just a a ghost in the box. uh, It's gummy hands. I love gummy hands. (laughs) (laughs) But from like 1935. Fucking great. Um, But yeah, so so the next people to take over the house after they finally renovate it is the Catholic Church. Uh, So so very cool. As a uh, home for it, wayward girls, the worst exactly. thing imaginable. Yeah, so it's just, just everything about it. And then, like uh, Anna's talking about it, it's like, yeah, this makes it seem more evil because why yeah. else would the Catholic Church be there it's besides like to exercise the spirits? Um, so, yeah. I like so, how we got that history as she's walking through the house, like the way they told the story as. So like we didn't have yeah. her talking about all of this after. Like it was a really, it was really well done how they did. I liked that. Absolutely. I liked how they we wove that in between. Because it was almost like also, she was telling us. Well, I, I do want to point out, um, this is a really interesting departure from the other books. The other books are uh, told in first person. It's like, yeah. I did this and I did that. Um, yeah. And this is told in third person. So it's talking about Anna in the third person. And, we and find isn't, out later it e- why. isn't it Ethan narrating? Okay, uh, spoiler, yeah. yes, it's Ethan narrating. It's Ethan Sorry, who got the story uh, later. No, it's fine. Uh, we don't have to tell us we, in a linear way. It's fine. Uh, but that's like the theme of the whole book. It's like he, it's a uh, memoirs. Yeah, yeah. Which I think so is this really is interesting. Him recalling her story that he finds out later at the very end of the book. Which um, that's, that's really your taste. Fun. It's impeccable detail. <laughs> <laughs> it's very impressive. It is very good. Well, the guy um, is a detective, so good point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so then the next step, she's kind of like, well, I don't really know what to do here. Um. Like, so I'm gonna call a psychic. I happen to know the psychic. Her name is a uh, magnificent Madame Marlena. And 
we find out that Anna knows this psychic because uh, her mom took her every month to go see her. And when she was a kid, it was really exciting. And she had this, like, if she could feel it, like she could feel something different about this lady and like that she could know the future. And then slowly but surely turned into another thing she could be mad at her mom about. And then we get more back history on the mom. And we find out that the mom was always defining herself by the men that she was dating. And like the psychic thing was just another thing that she could use to, to like define herself by it. Um, or also like past blame. Like it wasn't her fault. Like, Oh, it was, yeah. this, like, there, it was preordained type of thing. Exactly. There's this brutal yeah. line where she's like talking about the psychic and it's like the mom's like, she just, she sees things and it's like, then how come he, she didn't see dad dying? I was like, Oh damn. Yeah. Right. Oof. Yeah. 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 yeah that oh. was brutal. <laughs> and like, I, uh, I was talking about this with my coworker because because uh, I was like naming off all the things about this books that are amazing and he's like mommy <laughs> issues and I'm like look look <laughs> listen <laughs> now me and my mom are in great terms now <laughs> but when I was her age absolutely just really <laughs> fucked up hor- yeah every teenage girl has always had this face with her mom hopefully you get past it at some point but it right. yeah it's real as hell they they capture the snarky bitchiness that in- ensues between that relationship. Um, but yeah, so, so Marlena, you know, walks through the house and she's like, you know, trying to get like a sense and she's like, I can feel the energy lingering. Like, it's, I, I can't really tell what you really need to do. My advice to you is look for the dog. Cause she's like, I can't tell you if this place is haunted or not, but I can tell you that people just want to find things that are lost. Um, so I just, really, yeah. I really liked that because it yeah. was like, yeah. focus on the, the thing that you could feasibly do and then she'll just be like so like you know glad for that like that you did that that the other stuff will kind of just fade away absolutely yeah. i mean yeah. obviously it's like like you know spoilers there's more to worry about but still like i think that <laughs> that's such a great like piece of advice absolutely yeah. That's kind of the job of a ghost hunter though isn't it like you're you're right. walking into a situation where where somebody somebody feels that their last their last hope is a ghost hunter, right? Yeah. And you need to tell them whatever it is that they're going to need to hear to where they can actually fall asleep at night. In their yeah, I just home. love the idea of like, <laughs> if you find the dog, maybe all this other stuff will stop too. Yeah. Right? yeah. And like, doing it, like, doing it yeah. in a totally like, you know, non like preying on a helpless person. Like, it, yeah, right. And, you know, yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. They want, yeah, she's not trying to take advantage of anybody. Either. Right. Yeah, Marlena like, could yeah. have totally exploited her and been yeah. like, oh, this, the, the undead spirits, they're restless, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, like, but, no, but that's, like, that's what they, as a friend. Well, yeah. Pe- people who hire ghost hunters, they, they, there's, there's two things. They either want to hear that it's their plumbing or they yeah. want to hear that there's a ghost in their house. Yeah. Oh, most and people want to like, hear that there's a ghost in their house. This seems like the ki- type of situation where it needs to be the plumbing, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yep. uh, spoiler, it's not the plumbing. Um, it isn't, but we'll get <laughs> there. Also, another weird little detail about the house I thought was odd is how she got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally a super that. fan, um, yeah. A super yeah, so, fan had... So- it, it, yeah, it, keep, it, it kept weird. going through the, the Koenig family, and somewhere down the line, it just it dropped into the hands of this guy who happened to be a super fan of Evelina, and he would send her letters, and he was, like, mostly harmless, but, like, she, she would kind of indulge him, and he- Like, like he not handsy, gifts. like she said, yeah. like, a lot of them, like, just, like, a little stalkery, but, like, effectively harmless. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, yeah, he told her, like, he sent her letters all the time, and he told her that he uh, left his- 
mansion to her in his will and she's like yeah sure whatever and then one day it pops up and it's like oh yeah guess that guy died <laughs> i and, have like, a, a shitload of money like because there's a house and enough money to pay taxes on it so like it was the house and a shitload oh of money God. and what was this yeah. guy doing with this house was it like a collector's item he was in the family He's like yeah. a, oh, uh, like a okay. long. Yeah, yeah he was, he, he was like the like, third Koenig. cousin of the last yeah. person that owned so it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so and he wrote it off to her in his will. That's yeah. the ultimate. Um, very, surprisingly, just an odd little thing that. Yeah, with this house. Surprisingly, uh, there weren't too many people in the Koenig family to inherit it because. Yeah, a good chunk all, of them got murdered. They all got murdered. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Anywho. Also, yeah. I want to point out that the dog's name is Gremlin, and I, I love him. I love a little looks, good, cute, tiny dog named Gremlin. It looks like Gremlin. a little Gremlin. A little Gremlin. Um, so, so, yeah, so she goes towards, <laughs> like, the one thing she can solve, which is finding Gremlin, and she goes door she goes duty, door to baby. door, and she's handing out flyers, she's putting up flyers, and everyone's like, oh, I haven't seen him, like, you know, I'll keep an eye out, thank you so much, and for the most part, like, everybody is, like, really friendly. Yeah. Until she meets You're- Officer Perry Wilson. Um, uh, who God, such a cop he, name? Yeah, such a fucking cop. Um, God. Yeah, but the stop the the cop evidently like lives in this neighborhood, and he's clearly trying right. to intimidate her. He's like, you know, um, people here don't like strangers wandering around. Might think you're looking for places to break into. Uh, and like mentions offhandedly that he had ran off a couple of bums earlier who were casing the joint. Dude, like um, when he said he lived in this neighborhood, my bullshit detector with this dude went off immediately. This yeah. guy's yeah. character How can you arc? afford to? Yeah, no fucking way. This, you live this guy's around character here. arc is he's the worst. Oh, he's the worst. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, God damn it! Every time this guy showed yeah, up, he, yeah, he it really checks that box for me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. the police. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he even he even like digs at her of just like, oh yeah, some purple haired chick knocking on doors, you know, yeah. like uh, upsetting people. Um, yeah, so she she's like immediately threatens her a little bit too. It's like, oh, just yeah, get totally. the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, and and he even says like, ah, your dog probably got eaten by a coyote. And he says like in the most menacing way possible. The only time he smiles, he says, uh. You want to keep an eye out for them too. They come out of daylight all the time now, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll fucking bet they do." You fucking yeah, that shit was yeah. I'm like, you creepy (laughs) as fuck, dude. Like, get the fuck away from me. (laughs) Um. So yeah, she's immediately like, "Oh, somebody called the cops on me." Fucking entitled, overprivileged assholes, whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah. Then she just she goes back to the uh the El El Ricardo, and she's thinking through. (laughs) all of this stuff and kind of like trying to figure you know she's she's showing um yojimbo and Django, which i i love that double yeah. feature uh, <laughs> Dude, the, mar- the marquee on this theater is always great oh like so there's good. blue velvet on it at one blue point velvet at one point yeah i just love the idea they only they just show movies that they like yeah i love that I it's love a that dream shit. it's the dream yeah. um but yeah so she's you know, she's in the projection booth and, and her coworker comes in to, and he's, she's, he's like, I'm sorry, I know you don't like to be bothered when you're in the booth, but um, this lady's uh, coming to like asking for you. And she's like, oh, well, um, tell Lorna Valentine I'll come see her when I'm done. And she's like, and the guy's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's, she says she's your mom. So, uh, yeah, when a bad day to, gets worse. Yep. <laughs> so cut to they go to like a diner near near the El Ricardo and we find out that this is the first time they've seen each other in 3 years. And the mom does that thing with the waiter where she like she's like, "This is my daughter. Can't you tell? Can you see I the like I uh, bugs the fuck out of me when people do that." So it's like, "No, one cares like about best your life." Friends. 
Yeah. yeah, like stop being best friends with everyone. They they don't. They're just trying to get paid for their work. Like, can you yeah. just leave them alone? And yeah, and then Anna has the exact same reaction where she's just like, "What? Why? Why are you doing this? Like, what? What the fuck do you want?" Just immediately <laughs> under her skin. And uh, so we find out uh, they they have they throw some barbs back and forth, and we find out that the mom got out of rehab recently, and then we find out that she's getting she- married to a guy named Gary. Fucking Gary. Um, yeah, we find out her- that she got That's a red flag right away. If his name's Gary. Yeah. yeah. The psychic and gave she met her him an in- update. Yeah, and, and yeah, the psychic told her, obviously, that, that yeah. Anna called her. And she's like, I should have fucking known that yeah. Marlena was going to run to my mom. Of course, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, like, she, here's, <sighs> here's the invitation to my wedding. I would really like it if you were there, sweetie. And she's like, oh, <laughs> fucking sweetie. But also, red flag of, um, she met this guy in the program. So it's like, that's yeah. never good, right? I like, like how, that's, I like how she even says that. She's that. like, you're not supposed to do that. And she's like, it's fine. Everybody does. <laughs> like, Everybody do does they? because they're all codependent, like, shells of people. Like, it's like, yeah, that, you're there that's because the you're broken. Of- <laughs> yeah, th- that's the thing about twelve-step programs. Is the rules are whatever, right? Like the- <laughs> <laughs> they're made to be broken. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she goes back to the El Ricardo and is just like stifling a scream for the entire rest of the evening, all through Django. She's just losing her fucking mind. Um. So she uh goes <laughs> she home lets and off gets steam. fucking blitz. Yeah. She she goes upstairs to Ethan's old apartment and gets fucking blitz and listens to fucking Agent Orange on blast and just <laughs> drinking gin and it's fucking awesome. Um. I mean, it's not awesome, but it's fucking. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just fucking, it's great. I You're love gonna cope. That's reference. that's a good way to cope. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So she she wakes up and uh, immediately her first thought isn't about Lorna Valentine. It's about Gary. So she calls in a favor to her old F, uh, Ethan's old FBI informant guy, um, to get a background check on fucking Gary. Um. Yeah. So then, what's next? Um, and she starts oh, yeah. doing so she, the, she's starting to do the rounds on the dog. So she goes to the shelters. She goes to, to the see if the dog has shown up. Yeah, and that's that's a an empty lead. So then she goes uh, to Frank Hancock, who has become one of her favorite people against all odds because he's like an old crotchety conservative, like like FBI dude. Uh, also but, a great like, name. But he's just got yeah. no he's got no bullshit in him. And I think yeah, that's why she loves them. So cynical, and they have yeah. a similar disdain for people, even though they go about it in completely <laughs> yeah. opposite ways. Yeah. Uh, and this whole interaction is hilarious because he uh, oh, he yeah. tells her tells her all about like Frank uh, Gary's rap sheet. <laughs> um, he's got this new age place called Dreamweavers. Dude, <laughs> to this crystal man. That's a good name for that kind of store, though. Oh, that's absolutely. Pretty good. <laughs> that's but really also, good. The, Frank's next line fucking kills me. He says, "Uh, all this crystal healing yuppie bullshit." I honestly liked these assholes better when they were throwing bombs. <laughs> to which Anna says, "Sure, because back then you could shoot them." <laughs> so it's <just> like, <laughs> which immediately thanks. Frank's like, "Oh right, I forgot that you got you punkers hated them hated hippies more than we do." <laughs> it's like it's punks, not punkers. <laughs> but like, so relatable, <laughs> dude. That whole interaction was so fucking good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, uh, whatever. So. So he's like, yeah, why do you want to get this guy's fucking background anyway? Because it's like, oh, because she's married my mom. It's like, I thought you hated your mom. And it's like, well, you know, somebody's got to look out for her, you know? Um, 
Yeah, so then she she stakes out Gary's Dreamweaver store and and tails him uh, all the way to a bar. In the meantime, the whole time, of course, yeah, of course, Um, because some things are just like so plainly obvious you can't even (laughs) write anything else. Um, Right? Yeah. But like the whole time she's casing him, we're getting history on like the others of moms, the moms like ex boyfriends and ex husbands, and it's fucked up. Like almost died a couple times and like just this the coke binges she, and the disappearing she does and, like, the yeah. uh the girlfriend chameleon right she just turns into yeah. whoever she's dating um yeah, for better exactly. or and usually, usually much much worse. worse i know yeah, a couple and, like, people like that it's it's uh it's sad it's you know like yeah it's like, you hate you, to see i like it. you yeah. i like you better i don't like whoever the fuck this guy is like yeah, yeah. You. like why are you gonna right. exactly um, but yeah, the the last the last guy um like totaled her car, nearly killed her, and and like at some point like Anna was just like I'm out, I can't I can't handle this shit anymore. So for just for yeah. self preservation purposes, um so yeah she she uh she follows Gary into a bar and brings her camera and is not slick at all. Like she does not have <laughs> Shh, dude. Nope. She- this is one of the worst. covert <laughs> operations <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, she <laughs> sits is on the bar not and not directly. Anything. Yeah, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. Might, yeah. She may as well just walked up and said, "Hey, can I take your picture?" That might that might have been that less might obvious. Better. Yeah, that might have <laughs> uh, gone over better. Yeah, that would have gone over better because she tries to take a picture of him while he's drinking a beer, and he yeah. obviously sees her because she's just taking a picture of him from down the bar. And, and she's yeah, like, like, "Not oh, even on like the other side." Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying well, to settle like, a bet. Are you dating my mom? Trying to settle a bet. Are you an idiot or? A stupid person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and she's oh, like, oh, man. no, I'm like, I'm scouting for a movie. And he's like, oh, Which yeah, what movie? Think of, pretty slick to think of on the spot. But not slick enough to think of a movie title off the top right. of her head. Yeah, because yeah. he tries to call her bluff and she's like, uh, just fucking back off, man. He tries to grab the camera and she's like, I just signed fucking- an NDA, man. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, just say that. But she just fucking punches him in the face and it's awesome. She breaks his nose and it rules. Um, well, like yeah, she said, so the. the- it's the mono, the the dial, the the over the narration is Ethan taught Anna, one th- tried to teach her to fight, but only one thing ever stuck, and it was always land the first punch. She's <laughs> so got she a very good a roll of coins in her in her hand, yeah, and preferably with a roll of pennies in your hand. I'm like, all right, yep. yeah, that's very fucking good awesome. advice. It's great. very good advice. Definitely adds <laughs> she, a bit of thump to she it. She fucks the dude up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. breaks his fucking nose. Yep. Yeah, one hitter quitter. And a month you know? before his wedding. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Up thing to do to somebody. That's a yeah, really good he's point. fine though. Like, I looked at the wedding photo. I was expecting like bandages. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. must be Wolverine. Maybe they push the wedding back a little bit. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so then she she just drives and tries to let her like adrenaline like finally like wear out, and eventually she calls to try to like get an update on how the movies are going because she's technically still supposed to be running the film at the El Ricardo. <laughs> at least she got someone to cover the early shift and then she's got yeah. it's supposed to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, something I like, wish he- I had when I was working in the theater. I was one of two people who could run the machines. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, I think she also is one of two people and she's just yeah. fucking over the other person repeatedly yeah. this whole time. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, she's like, hey, tell, tell who so-and-so to keep running the projector. I, I'm going to be home late. And he's like, oh, well... Um, I have another message from uh, the other lady. Something about an overnight job, and he's, she's just like, "Ah, oh, fuck! We're gonna have to do both screens." I can't. Ah, uh, fuck. So yeah, she almost blew off Lorna on um, staying over ho- overnight in the house, and that's gonna be like the big stakeout of 
on ghosts. They're staking out ghosts. Um, I'm trying to figure out what's making the ghost sounds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she uh, she apologizes to Lorna, and Lorna's like super pissed, and then like has a cup of coffee and immediately chills out. So it's like, oh, this this is great. They still she kind of understands too, because like yeah. she says it's family problem. She's like, mm, when people say that, it's never good. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, she's like, you want to talk about it? She's like, pretty much never. She's like, good, because I give terrible advice anyway. So yeah, just like so a, kind of just kindred with, spirits yeah. just bonding yeah. here. I was um, hoping you would say no, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she even has a little inner dialogue that I thought was really good. It's like for a brief moment, Anna imagines a different life where Lorna somehow adopted her after her dad died. Uh, but, yeah. you know, pretty sure that would have its own disappointments is being Lorna, Lorna Valentine's yeah. daughter. Um, so... Yeah, so then they, they start investigating the house, and um, Anna gives Lorna the camera, and she's like, hey, go around the house and like document where things are, because they've been hearing shit move around and watching shit move around. So she's like, I want you to like just document where everything is as like a baseline. She's like, oh, that's way better than um, yeah, just s- sitting around in a spooky house all night. For like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Anna's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go check out the basements because um, that's not creepy at all. This is, and there's um, totally not a, not a dungeon. Now. <laughs> this no. Is yeah. So, so ter- she like- goes into the basement and finds prison cells. Uh, and she's like, oh, fuck, this must be from the Catholic nuns. I just like, mm-hmm. she's like the fucking nuns. Yeah. Immediately. It was like, <laughs> yeah, fucking, fucking nuns. nuns. Yeah. Yeah, and and <laughs> on the wall, she sees a little like, like someone had carved uh, Stacy plus Blake. And then she finds records that, like, nuns of kept the, records of how of long people were in Ugh. the punishment Dude, prison. one of them was 42 I hours. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, so awful. Fucking, fucking nuns. And I'm sure um, that was not she the can worst. Really dig, before she can really dig into the records, she hears the, the iconic scream of Lorna Valentine, because then she is a right. scream queen. So yep. she goes running upstairs, and finds her crumpled up at the base of the stairs and uh yeah it's fucked up so she immediately calls the cops calls calls an ambulance and uh and then immediately becomes a suspect in pushing her down the stairs of course because cops are the fucking worst <laughs> and then she talks um, to them without a lawyer present which is bad uh, yep, bad call bad call but um yeah so she she has to she goes through questioning like all night long um it, it, and like convinces them that she's she didn't do it i guess so they let her go at least for now um but lorna is in a coma and like the detective detective mills tells her that um and she's like i didn't actually believe him because that could just be trying to get me to talk but yeah yeah then she goes to the hospital and she is actually in a coma so fuck dude like it's serious yeah yeah <laughs> um so right as she's leaving, she leaves the hospital, goes back to the El Ricardo, is just, she smells like a fucking police station and a hospital, and right then her mom rolls up on her, and it's just like, God damn it, dude. Like, yeah, could she you cannot catch a stuff? break. Oh my God. So mom confronts her about Gary. She's like, you fucking broke his nose. Did you not think I was going to find out? You have purple hair. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was some so, other lady. Yeah. So, so immediately Anna's just like, well, I didn't trust him and I was fucking right not to because he was in a goddamn bar. And then, uh, you know, and of was course, drinking. well, of course, uh, you know, oh, I also forgot to mention that, um, her mom's name is Sharon, but she changed it to Savannah. Oh, um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. God, her just, mom is, her mom sucks. 
<laughs> her mom sucks. Like that's just like like that's like the she's cherry the on of, top, though. She's just the kind of shitty person that you you don't hate. You just pity. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like she's, she's just the she's type just, of person that should never. But have she's been a also hashtag blessed. You know? Ah, uh, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> one hundred percent. She's eighties yeah. version of hashtag blessed. Um, yeah. yeah, she's she's going to Dreamweaver, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh. But yeah, so I'm not religious, but I'm just this- so spiritual. I've been just <laughs> so spiritual lately. Yeah, and and of course, because you know addicts always have an excuse for everything. Gary mm-hmm. told her that he was in the bar meeting the guy to buy the rings because that's what everyone does. That's where you go okay, buy bro. rings. <laughs> and she she like and- fully is on his side. Oh yeah, yeah, fully believes him and does not believe Anna. <laughs> Despite you know, first-hand like, evidence that Anna has. What? Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. Find, so, yeah. so Anna's like, so uh, I know he was drinking. I took a picture. Oh fuck, where is my camera? And that's yeah, like, and this the, is 1989, so it's not shot on her fucking phone. And she has to get film yeah. developed still. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. also, when Lorna fell down, L- Lorna was taking the picture. Lorna and she had fell the down the stairs. Yeah. So, like, in the panic of, oh, my God, she might die, she didn't think about the camera at all at, the, at that time, but she's like, there mm-hmm. might be evidence of who fucking pushed her down the stairs on that fucking camera. Yep. So, this immediately switches to her hunt for I mean, that, that fucking evidence. camera. Yeah. 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 Um, so, she, she, like, basically hounds the police station until they finally admit to her that they don't have it. It's not in their evidence. And um, she's, like, half convinced. Yeah. So then she she goes back to the house and of course fucking Officer McFuckstick is is <laughs> guarding the gate, uh, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, of course you're fucking here. And she's like, I need to get in there. I need to get my camera. And he's like, you're not going anywhere fucking near there. You're a suspect. And she's like, I fucking called you. Why would I be a suspect? And he's like, I don't know. You're trying to get in there pretty bad and fucking destroy evidence. It seems like so I'm gonna yeah, have to like, call, tell the detective. Yeah. On both sides of that, it's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't let that person in. Oh yeah, on the sure. off chance it was. Her. I mean, e- e- even if even if she protocol. wasn't a suspect, it is still yeah. a live crime scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the protocol states, but he didn't have to be such a dick about it. And he's well, we already also just like, don't trust this fucking guy. Yeah, and so he's we're just like, like he's like, yeah, he's being antagonistic, being like, oh, what? Because she got pushed down the stairs by a ghost, and she's like, I didn't fucking say that. Okay, like <laughs> you're putting the you're putting more, you're making things up. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he accuses her of being that, and she's like, "This bullshit! I would never hurt Lorna." And he's like, "Then I guess you got nothing to worry about, right?" Which is the oh, biggest yeah. red flag you can ever hear. Yeah, from yeah. So she's immediately like, "Oh, I'm fucked. I am fucked. Uh, <laughs> this guy's gonna pin it on me. I need to find this um, fucking camera. Yeah, and so get a good lawyer. Her, yeah, exactly. So in her desperation, she calls her ex boyfriend, who we found out at the beginning of this when she heard it was the um. A Lamore mansion. She uh, was like, "Oh yeah, my boyfriend did a zine about that when we were dating." Yeah, he's um, a nerd. So she calls him. He's got nerds. Yeah, he's a total nerd. <laughs> like total blueprint nerd. It would have been yeah. a podcast if it was twenty years At- later. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so she she meets up with her ex who has blueprints and illustrations of the layout of the mansion. Um, and he tells her more about the lore that that we didn't hear from the beginning. Um, so basically. There is a theory that the family, it was not a, a family annihilator murder-suicide situation, but that mm-hmm. they were actually killed um, by a thief who was looking for uh, Laszlo Lamore's hidden treasure. Um, mm. And the, yeah. uh, the, the boyfriend's ex, uh, the ex-boyfriend's grandmother used to like live a- on that. 
block. She's the yeah. We actually met her. Well, she didn't answer the no, door. No, it's her friend. When she her was friend doing... Rose was the one yeah. that lives next door. So so his grandmother yeah. doesn't live anymore there. there oh, that's anymore, right. But her her right. longtime friend still does, and she's the old codger who still like. Has ever, her nose in everybody's yeah. business. I love his reaction. He's like, oh man, she must be old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, she is, yes. Um, but yeah, so so, so, so was, the grandmother yeah. was there and she was always like shooing off like boys who were trying to break into the Catholic nunnery because it was the way, school for wayward girls. So like he thinks and she thought that it was just like, oh yeah, there's this rumor about hidden treasure, but it was just an excuse for boys to break into the place where all the girls were. Um, and since he was in the area a lot, he was there. He heard about one a, a guy getting one of the girls pregnant, and then yep. he got arrested. And that but was the scandal that shut down that, the school. Yeah, yeah. But he so doesn't remember was, the details because he was obviously he was a kid at the time. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely a lot more um, pawns in the game now uh, for all of that stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Anna Anna uses these blueprints to break into the house because cops be damned. Because um, there's a there's fuckload like, of secret tunnels. Yeah, yeah. There's to a connect hidden tunnel. Everything. Yeah. She found a hidden tunnel, and she even mentions like, "Wow, it the set of shelves that were hiding the hidden tunnel moved so easily." And it's just like, <laughs> "Fucking duh, girl!" Like what? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, right when she sneaks back in, she confronts the quote unquote ghosts and gets stabbed by two squatters who were in the house. Um, it was like it was yeah. a guy and a girl squatting. You know what's sad to me about this revelation of it being two squatters is that they were the source of the rotten smell that yep. kept mm-hmm. yeah, coming keep, and going. Mm, yep. Keep talking about the rancid smell. And yeah. that's, yep. that's sad to think about. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not great. The whole situation not is just great. very sad to think about. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to get into how sad it is. So Yeah, we're going to break that uh, down this, momentarily. Yeah, so this, this uh, interaction where she gets stabbed is where it, it jumps back to the cold open. And as she's, you know, thinking about Disneyland and passing out from blood loss, she hears a gunshot. And she's like, am I shot? I don't know. Good night. And then, like, is out. Um, the next scene we see, she, uh, she wakes up in the hospital and uh, finds out that the two people were, um, I wrote down their names. Hold on. It was this is uh, Sta- Stacey Blake, Blake and Stacy. Well, yeah, it was Stacy and Blake, but it was specifically, uh, I have, hold on. Wrote down their names. It was um, Stacy Reynolds and Blake Snyder. Um, not that it matters what their last name is, but I wrote it down, so I wanted to use it. Um, yeah, this so- we find we find out that <laughs> Officer Fuckstick uh, <laughs> shot Blake in the kerfuffle. Yep. yep. And Stacy is at getting a psyche eval right now. Yep. And, and then we get the backstory. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, uh, Detective Mills is the one on Lauren's case, and she comes God. to visit, or he comes this to visit. Is- Anna and tells her all the backstory on these two individuals. So um, this is so Blake upsetting. Yeah. So upsetting. So Blake was eighteen when the scandal broke out because he's the one who got her pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. And so he was eighteen, and in, in order to avoid the statutory rape charge because she was underage, he just joined the military. And there was this little thing going on called the fucking Vietnam War. Um, and he was, in, so yeah, and so, he was there for a long time. Yeah. So he got sent to yeah. Saigon and. Got completely fucked up emotionally, physically, and got sent back and ended up on the streets, as so many fucking veterans do, because we live in the greatest country in the world. Um, so that war in particular, too, man, was just <sighs> it. That took a toll on a whole generation. That yes. yeah. it just the absolute suffering that followed. 
Yeah. Well, speaking of absolute suffering, the next thing we find out is that um, Stacy, for her part in the scandal, was forced to give birth and give up the child for adoption. Um, shortly thereafter, she had a fucking massive breakdown and she spent the next decade in and out of institutions. Um, where they were just, they just did some of the worst shit to people that humans have ever done. Mm -hmm. They're still doing fucking lobotomies at this time period. So yeah. Yeah. And electroshock and all that. Just frying her brain. Yeah. And then she's in and out of institutions until fucking Reagan shuts down the institutions recently in this 1989 scenario that we're living in. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what um, a good thing that was to do. That was I great. mean, just defunding all mental hospitals can have no negative effects on the rest of the world forever. It's like, sure, um, they stopped a lot of the bad practices, but they also left no safety net for the people who were actually <laughs> in those institutions. Right. Yep. So, so Stacy ends up on the streets of LA as well. And these two high school sweethearts rekindle their relationship and they see it as destiny. That they were sent, you know, put back together, and they start looking for the treasure in the Lamore Mansion because they deserve uh-huh. the the restart that they never got. You know, they deserve yep. the life that they that was robbed from them. Um, which you know, I can't I can't blame them. So nope, hard Anna to argue against this. it. Yeah. So Anna hears this and immediately calls one of her guys at the movie theater to do some research on Lazo Lamore. Um, like one of her first thoughts was, wait, so wait, the treasure's real? And the detective's like, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. They were junkies that were very high. Yeah. (laughs) Of course it's not real. We looked. We looked around. We didn't see a (laughs) hidden treasure. We we checked. Definitely didn't find a lot of cash. (laughs) Definitely not. No, not us. Not I. Nope. Perry Um, would have told us. We spent a good (laughs) 10 minutes looking. We didn't see anything. Yeah. So so she gets some research on uh on Laszlo Lamore <laughs> and then it all clicks together and we get the big reveal where she 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 pulls a Columbo and tells him the whole plot back to the I like bad a guy. little mm. just one of the little tidbits of Laszlo is like the scandals were mostly him dating white women. Yeah, because he was a Mexican actor. Because like, that was the cool. big scandal at the time. I'm like, oh uh, good huh. lord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is um this is yeah, terrible. And- <laughs> And we also Welcome find out to American that, um, history. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. It's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad, start to finish. Um, anyway, see exhibit sorry, A, yeah. Vietnam War. I did um, love how they played this out, like you said, very Columbo. Yeah. Oh, I, I, this I was love a great the Columbo. Like, oh, one more thing, Officer I Perry know all Wilson. the answers. So, so she confronts the cop with the conclusion, and she's like, hey, um, where's my camera? And, uh... <laughs> it's basically he's like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about and he's like and she is, tells him boy blake like well that you were in on it with stacy and blake your old friend blake told you about the treasure and you start started trying to keep people away from the mansion and he's like that's just a rumor fuck off you don't have any evidence mm. um and then she that's when she reveals the research that clicked was that laszlo being mexican didn't trust u.s banks so he had the studios pay him in cash and that is a confirmed fact like the studios have the receipts you know yeah um and she's like well that's why you shot blake because no one's gonna believe stacy and now you get to keep it all for yourself the other nugget was remember when we first met you told me that you ran off to homeless people and yeah that's when it all started didn't it yep so she kind of was leading him along like Mm. it's like that was them (laughs) <laughs> and to your point, uh, he's about to lose his house because he's a cop and he definitely can't afford to live in this neighborhood. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he wasn't exactly. lying about living in the neighborhood, but like, how the fuck could he afford that? Oh, he can't. So he's, yeah, he couldn't. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he's desperate. He's about to lose his house. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So yeah. The that's, other, and then, yeah. Like you said, that's why you the shot other Blake. Piece and is, no one's going to believe her. Exactly. So the other piece of the puzzle was that um the shelter called her and said we found the missing dog and she's like oh who dropped it off and mm-hmm. it, it's a perfect description for Officer Fuckstick. So uh, she's yeah. like so thanks so- for not feeding it to a coyote dick. Yeah, I just like how he's like good luck proving it. She's like oh. I did that already. <laughs> oh yeah, I already broke into your house. I have my camera already. Yeah. Um, uh, I already, I already reclaimed my camera and the bag of money that you took out of the wall. And then mm-hmm. he turns around to be like, "Bullshit!" And then Ethan's in there with a fucking baseball bat. This was what I'm. I was so happy. It's mm. so good. He's like, I'm Anna's friend, and I hate bad cops. Oh, it's so great. This dude has never seen an episode of Scooby Doo ever. <laughs> Ever. I, li- I like on. that he thought Ever. he was going to do something with a huge duffel bag full of really old money. <laughs> that like, was also my thought. Right. Is that well? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's. It I, yeah, I guess it's much, like right? sixty them? years old at that point. So uh, today yeah. it would be a lot harder. People would look at it money and be like, that "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If like that Why money you was have hidden, so many of them. Are you a you time money traveler? Nineties. Yeah, it's not yeah, like it's like Confederate yeah. money. It's like yeah, it's still yeah, yeah. U.S. tender. Um, but yeah, so then then we get the the epilogue. Um, the mom goes and gets married. Uh, oh, oh, based, first Anna gets the film developed, and on the film is not evidence that Perry shoved her, uh, Lorna down the stairs. It's just more evidence that Blake and Stacy did. Um, mm-hmm. So she mm. decides not to give the photos to uh, the detective because. Like, like she had basically bluffed Perry and was like, "Yo, I'm gonna fucking, we, I'm gonna I turn this all over." Of you. Yeah, I took yeah. a picture of you. So, like, I'm gonna turn all of this over to the uh, to the detective who's on Lorna's case, and he's just like, "Fuck you, classic." <laughs> um, but yeah, it turns out that there weren't any photos of Perry on the film, and she's like, "This might actually help his case that he wasn't involved." So I'm just gonna burn him. There's also that. photos of Gary drinking beer like she got a clear shot of him drinking a beer and mm-hmm. she's like you know what my mom's not gonna listen to me and i don't want to keep fighting with her and just finding out that she doesn't actually care whether or not this guy's a shithead um so i'm just gonna burn them all so she burns them and is the bridesmaid in uh, her mom's wedding on christmas eve mm-hmm. he does look fine he doesn't look like he uh has yeah. a fucked up nose so that's nice good for um, him yeah and then the mom of course is like Ooh, who's your friend? It's like that's my boss. He's like thirty years older than me. Yeah, <laughs> Don't like be he's gross. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fucking ugh. Yeah, gross. Um, and uh, I in another very wholesome turn of events, Evelina starts hosting periodic horror nights at the El Ricardo. So that's fucking lovely. Her and, and, and Anna's relationship through this whole thing is like my favorite part of the book. It's great. It's yeah, so oh, adorable. Yeah. It's, yeah um. She becomes she grew a to think of Laura aunt. as a yep. kind of grumpy aunt you still enjoy <laughs> yeah. visiting with. Yeah. It's like it's oh, yeah. so good. Um, yeah, and then we get an epilogue that that she died not too long after. So that's fine. That's that's sad. Nineteen ninety four, she passed away. Yeah, like five um, or six years after. Yeah. So so um, they tore down the mansion and you know d- didn't find any more money. Not that she's aware of. I'm sure a construction worker might have found something, and we would never hear about it. Um, <laughs> the uh, so fucking Officer Fuckstick spends, uh, he's sentenced to five years in San Quentin. 
Uh, and then he's stabbed in the lunchroom uh, shortly after, and he gets an early <laughs> release. Uh, and then he just goes to Alaska and fucks and off forever. Disappears. And never, yeah, no one ever hears from him again, which is great. Uh, Ideal. There, there was one detail that, that I, I wanted to say something. When she gets stabbed in the house by the two junkies and then is like mm-hmm. out of the hospital two days later, if you get mm-hmm. stabbed by a junkie, you got something. Hmm. Like you, you're going to be on antibiotics for like, you're not going to be well for a while. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's probably fair. Um, Sorry, I meant to punch back into that. Yeah. uh, I guess it depends on how. Same thing with getting uh, prison shanked. Like you're not fine. Like (laughs) even if that's not a deep cut, you're fucked. It's like the five second rule for your insides. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Germs is just in there. Uh, but yeah, so so it's her and Ethan at the wedding, and you know, like Ethan's like, look, I know she's a mess, but if not for all of her bullshit, then who knew, who knows who you'd be? And she's like, oh, you fuck right off, well, you fuck right off. <laughs> it's really good, like older brother, younger sister vibes going on here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's great. And then the the whole thing ends with her just like sitting at, with Ethan and telling him this whole story story that we're hearing now from him. Um. And yeah, it's just like, oh, you know, we were there till around midnight and she started to drift off. So I carried her home and she was snoring in the passenger seat. And that's still one of my favorite memories. And it's still it ends very like wholesome with like their friendship being like even more. But even though Ethan wasn't in the book at all, their yeah. relationship is, is so much more bonded just from this like small interaction at the end. Um, and that's become yeah. like a cornerstone of all these books, which is great, is the, the two oh, of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which only bums me out that the next book is about the earthquake because it means Anna's not in it at all. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it's, me he more talks Anna about adventures. that. He talks about that in the that that afterward, like kind of the inspiration of the mom and why Evelina and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's like he mentions like it's not my mom, but it's definitely a combination of moms that I knew. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like in the seventies and eighties, so. And where the inspiration for a lot of it came from. So, I yeah, I didn't I didn't get a chance to read the afterward, but that is that is yeah, awesome. it's cool. He's talking about like you know the murder house isn't real, but it's inspired by countless others. Yeah, stuff uh, like you know and things. Absolutely like that. the um the Tate LaBianca house. You know, like one hundred percent that. Yeah. Well, yeah, he um, talked about one of his favorite things he was reading about was like murder can be fun and it was about people dying at Disneyland or Disney World. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just pretty fucking funny. Oh man, I mean growing up in Florida, I always used to hear all of the like um urban myths about like the person that stood up on Space Mountain and got decapitated and Yeah, people shit. just doing stupid shit, yeah. But also like you know, not to go off on a Disneyland tangent, but uh they have their own secret police and tunnels. So like if someone <laughs> yeah. dies on the property, they usually just like escort them off the property and be like, He had a heart attack right outside the gate. Oh <laughs> yeah, D- Disney World um Disney World in Orlando is the like street level is actually the second floor of Disneyland of Disney World. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's real fucked up. There's Shadow Disneyland in there. <laughs> Yeah, Actually, the underground. I, I found this book one time that was like the dark side of Disney that was like broke down like how to buy drugs at Disney oh, and like my god 
and like okay. you know how to how to get away with like being high at Disney and like Do you all kinds buy of the drugs funny. from Pluto. I feel like you nah. try to buy the drugs from. You got to meet Mickey at five right in <laughs> Pluto the corner. No, Pluto Mickey, Mickey's Goofy. the figurehead. He wouldn't get his hands dirty. It's got to be yeah, Pluto. You think that? But <laughs> yeah, Pluto and Goofy are for sure the runners. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the corner boys for sure. You play enough Kingdom Hearts, you learn things. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, a. Yeah, it can't be Donald. No... He doesn't have any fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be amazed. That's that's the cover up. Also, you don't want yeah. Donald in charge of the Coke at Disney World. Yeah, oh, that's never. Yeah. yeah, if he gets a little bit too much, like, he's not anywhere in charge near anymore. Him, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Anyway, that was a weird tangent. Back to the book. Uh, yeah, no surprise that this is. You know, it's been one of my favorite series to begin with. But the one about the punk chick hanging out with the, uh, Elvira to investigate the haunted murder house is just like. <laughs> just put Jesus these stories Christ. directly into my veins. Yeah, like, just, just for give me all them. time. Just give me them. And I like, I, one of my favorite things about this one in particular is that, like, the first time you meet the cop, you're like, yeah, fuck this guy. And then you <laughs> start to get the idea that some, maybe somebody's squatting in the house, and then you see the, the squatters, and you see the cop shoot the squatters, and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, it yeah. must have just been the squatters, and the cop was just there. And then, and then full circle, oh, no, I was right. Fuck the cop. No, I was right. I, I Okay. But, like, even in such a short amount of time he the, the they're able to like go through the ringer of like multiple twists and multiple reveals yeah, and like I, I, the the house's lore gets extended while we're reading it like all of it just gets you know like i feel like he uh, was made to write pulpy things like this and yeah. the, and sean phillips art along with it just it matches the aesthetic the tone and everything so perfect like because like yeah, these reckless books have been great, but like they've been doing this for a minute. Oh yeah, this isn't this isn't new. <laughs> and it's I'm loving that they have this connected thread because it feels to me just like Criminal did, where like yeah, you have this whole world of stuff that's going on these characters, and they're all kind of interconnected. This is a little bit more focused than that, but like it's just it's clearly I feel like you could tell like they didn't start with we're going to write a whole book about Anna, but like the book evolved to where like, yo, we're going to write a whole one about her. Yeah. And it's, I'm glad sure. it's awesome that we're here. And I feel like we're going to have maybe get meet some characters along the way. We're going to have more stories like that. Um, oh, did you guys get, that, did you guys get you the signed sticker in your book? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. The one with the, uh, the anarchy symbol. Yeah. And the, yeah, yeah. And her. Great. Yeah. Great. From, <laughs> from early on in the series. Yeah, from when we first meet her, and she's yeah. uh, tagging the building because he shut it down. <laughs> it's anarchy. Which is fucking great. <laughs> anarchy. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice little, just, like, th yeah. The thing that just clicked for me, the big difference between Criminal and this is that Criminal feels timeless. It feels like you could put it anywhere, and, like, crime is crime, and it could fit in any time period, in any place, really, any any city. And this one feels like such a specific snapshot of like California in 1989. Like this feels like specifically like we're talking about the silent film era in the past. We're talking about the Vietnam war in the past. We're talking yeah. about the Reagan letting out the um, mental institutions. Like there's so many pieces of it that have so much to do. Like the fact that like in the first book, he was running drugs for the CIA to like overthrow mm -hmm. Uh, governments in South America and like he was part of the counter-revolution of like the Black Panthers and like the, mm -hmm. the Rainbow Coalition and like all that shit like that's 
there's so much of it that is steeped in American history lore that I think gives it an extra level. It makes it feel a little richer too. Have. Yeah, it's like it's like almost like it's that next step. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. It, it's yeah, because you can you can thread it with yeah, like Elvira was like a classic piece mm-hmm. of that puzzle. Punk music in the '80s, like there's just so many little pieces that create this like tapestry of crime. <laughs> yeah, and there's all these just the really next cool book things. is called Tapestry of Crime. Yeah, they're just all he, th- clearly things that were popular. He was interested in in, in you know the '80s, '90s, whatever. You know, even the 70s with some of these like yeah one of one of the books was about like skinheads and the satanic panic like you know like yeah. it's all oh it's all a product of the era you know yeah i think that was the one so. right before this or yeah it was one of the ones it was they're they're all great and i love the, se- that- the second one was friend of the devil that was the satanic panic <laughs> oh one. yeah the third awesome one, one was destroy all monsters and it was the one where he like falls in love um but yeah so yeah the series yeah, is fucking great if you're not reading it yeah. you're a big old dum-dum <laughs> wow i'm kind of with casey on that yeah so you know get out there and read it so you're not a dum-dum yeah don't be a dum-dum this is the one end. of those creative teams i literally don't need to read anything about it like just give it to me just put it in my mm-hmm. pull list i'm good to go it's gonna yep. you're gonna get something great every time and and uh i i love not to talk about another person's book on the in the top story of this but like that Chip Zdarsky is just becoming the next Ed Brubaker because he got himself a Phillips and he's doing a crime book, crime noir book. Dude, and like, let's, let's do some dueling crime noir. Let's do it. Like, Philip yeah, versus let's... Phillips. <laughs> uh, we'll do Brubaker a bracket. Zdarsky. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm in. Well, it's because Jacob Phillips does all the coloring too on. on yeah, yeah. On books, I mean, he obviously great. learned from his dad because it's, yeah. uh, you know, you can tell it's obvious. Extremely so. similar styles. Yeah. <laughs> I do love exactly. this. Extremely fucking good. That yeah. like mm-hmm. that heavy ink brush style, love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love it. It's fantastic. So that was uh, these were actually all books that came out last week. We're back. We're yeah, almost we back it. to our old format here with last week's. Oh books. no. <laughs> so what's uh, we just what's spent out this an hour talking about the big one instead of you know ten minutes? Yeah. <laughs> so what's uh, what's out this week? What do we got? Got some Nightwing. Um, World's Finest, uh, number two. I'm excited for that book again. So much fun. I saw that. I don't want to read it because Doom Patrol is in it. Um, I love yeah. me some Doom Patrol. Wait, you didn't read number one? No, is Doom Patrol in that one too? Yeah! Okay, yeah. well then I should go back and read number one. Well, because uh, I forget the line <laughs> they're talking about like, oh, we need somebody who understands like traumatized, like like fucked up like psychology. And then and Batman's like, I know somebody that... that Knows about fucked up psychology and he calls calls Niles Calder. All right, I'll have anyway, to catch up on that. It's fucking great. Uh, nice house on the lake. Batman Woo. the night. Catwoman. Two Catwomans. Yeah, we got new Catwoman. ice cream man. New ice cream man. Ooh. Robins looks like. Um, Wolverine. Number twenty. Ooh. Back to regular Wolverine, not the the ten lives deaths and all that. Correct. Stuff. Correct. Um, did we already say Catwoman Lonely, Lonely City? Because Catwoman Lonely City. Yeah, I said the Catwomans, but yes. Good to oh, call yeah, yeah, out yeah, that yeah, one yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Looks like we um, got a TMNT one shot and some Rat King action. Ooh. Some more Black Hammer, because of course. Fuck yeah. We want to read the new image number one, the Secret History of the War on Weed by Jerry Duggan. Absolutely we want to read that. That's right up my alley. I liked all the yeah. words in that sentence. Mm-hmm. Duggan and Posehn 
That's pretty good. Oh, I'll, nice. I'll it's about the war on drugs, for sure. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. The, yeah. That'll be cool. Uh, what else? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like most stuff, so. It's like a pretty yeah. good week. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, join us on uh, on the Twitters and the Instagrams at last week's comics. If you've noticed, we've we've kind of broken up our uh, our social media presence. So instead of giving you one big giant post once a week, we're, we've been stretching it out. So interact with us, talk to us on the social medias. <laughs> also, you can talk right directly into our faces at uh, at our Discord. I'll give you a link to that in the episode description. Also, while we have you here, as good a time as any to join our Patreon and give us some money, and we'll give you some uh, bonus content. Uh, we got all kinds of cool bonus content out there lately. Uh, Top 5 has been one of my favorite uh, new Patreon shows where we'll grab a, a handful of uh, dueling genre guests, or dueling genre hosts, and we'll do a Top 5 list. It's fun. It's, uh, it's a good time. Go check out our Patreon. So uh, so that's it for us. Um, uh, tune in next week, and we'll talk to you about more comic books. Uh, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.